Gunners and Alley. Gunners and Alley for breakfast. On the wave. 91.7 The Wave. Good morning, it's Gunners and Alley for breakfast. Uh, that's for me in a good mood, that song. Yes, John Farnham. Great song. Perfect yeah. for a Friday. By yeah. the way, happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm so excited because being Friday, basically the weekend, it is the weekend. After work, <laughs> I'm heading off down south for a sneaky getaway. Oh, nice. You love going down I south. I do. Going to Margaret River with the kids and it's Seth's birthday on Sunday, so we thought we'd treat him, take him to the reptile park, do an ice cream factory, a chocolate oh, and there's factory. Chocolate factory as well. So it's going to be quite nice. Lucky boy. I oh, know. Now, there is one hashtag in Australia that has proved even more popular than any other hashtag in Australia yesterday and into today. And this is Australia-wide we're talking about, not just WI. Mm-hmm. And the hashtag is, I stand with Mark McGowan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The hashtag is going viral. It is. And it people's is. profile pictures on Facebook have also changed. That's right. The profile picture's also trending. The image, I stand with Mark McGowan, you can kind of like put your face in there and then it's got the lettering down the bottom. And the Premier has also posted an impressive letter to WA on his own Facebook page addressing Mr Palmer's actions and saying, plain and simple, the border has saved lives. As a result, it's helped our local economy. I know it's not without cost, but I'd make the same decision all over again. I will not be in Intimidated by Clive Palmer and the Liberal Party over this. We'll do whatever we can to protect WA. Extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures. What an extraordinary premier. Exactly. We're yes. so lucky to have him and sticking up for our rights. So good on you. And Clive Palmer, you can just go and get stuffed. <laughs> can I say that? Yeah, you can. Well, you good. just did. Yeah. Yeah. It's the 31st of July, last day of July, Gunners. And August will be the last month of winter. Woohoo! <laughs> Today, Russell Morris, Australian singing legend. He's 72. <laughs> the real thing. Yvonne Gulagong Corley, the Aussie tennis player, is 69. Ernie Dingo, the Australian Aboriginal actor, turns 64 today. Wesley Snipes, the US actor, is 58. Whatever happened to Wesley Snipes? He was in, like, White Men Can't Jump and then Blade. Well, I think they're making another Blade, aren't they? Are they? Well, that'll be interesting. Bad Boy Slim, the English singer and producer, is 57. Right about now. J.K. Rowling, the English author, of course, wrote the very popular series Harry Potter. He's 55. Dean Kane used to be Superman in that TV show for a bit there. He's 54. James Corr, the guitarist with the Irish family band The Cause, is 52. And Asha Ketty, the Australian actress, turns 46. It was on this day in 1928 that the MGM Lion roared on the silver screen for the first time. Still roaring now, isn't he? Yeah. As far as I know. In 1959, Cliff Richard achieved his first number one hit with this song. Got myself a crying, talking, sleeping, walking, living doll. Living doll. Yeah, and on the same day, Neil Sedaka recorded this one. Oh, Carol, I am but a fool. Yep, that's Oh, Carol. In 1971, James Irwin and David Scott became the first US astronauts to drive on the moon in their lunar roving vehicle. How very cool. So cool. Who wants to walk on the moon when you can drive? John Mellencamp, Hurt So Good. Let's check our fuel prices. You're hurt Thank- so good with these fuel prices. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hurt so good with these fuel prices. Brilliant. I'll That's pay that. So good. Uh, let's check our prices now. Dollar twenty three point seven. See? The cheapest. It does Ouch. hurt. And it's not good. Ali's Random Facts.
the Billy Dower Youth Centre. It's one of the first buildings to be dual named in the city of Mandurah's rebranding of our identity. So what are they called or what's the second name? The crew at the Youth Centre worked very hard in collaboration with the local young people to arrive at a very fitting dual name in Noongar language, Mordich Mia, meaning a safe place, a house, home or shelter. Mordich Mia? Yeah. Sweet. I hope I've said the pronunciation right there. And did you know that Billy Dower was an Aboriginal Noongar person who lived in Mandurah and Dower Street, where the youth centre is located, was named after him. He was a great contributor to our local community. Didn't know that. Good on you, Billy. Two random facts for the price of one. Winning. <coughs> We're joined by our Mayor once again, Mayor Reese Williams. Good morning, mate. Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Very We're well. awesome. Now, great. I just want to double-check. Did I get the pronunciation right for Mordich Mia? Well, almost. Um, oh, okay. And uh, so Mordich, which is the hard pass, you got right. Yes. And then the second word is Maya, uh, which means place or house of. So all of the new dual naming that's happening across the city, all of the words finish with the word Maya. Oh, I love that. I love but that. But Mordich is the hard part, so you got that right. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> yes. I've heard that before, um, yeah. so I kind of knew that one. But, yeah, thank you. I just so wanted cool to make sure to I got the this, pronunciation uh, dual naming correct. being rolled out. And, yeah. you know, the community, by and large, I think, has just been really great in terms of embracing this shift. And I was speaking with our Noongar elder last week, and he, he you know, had a tear in his eye. He was just so proud of oh, uh, the fact that we're the fabulous. first local government in the state to do it. So it's great. Right. Yes, it's yes, just amazing. Well um, speaking about new things happening in our region... Tell us all about our TAFE. Yeah, well, you know that um, for some time now we've been talking and we've had lots of conversations about what the future of jobs look like. It's it's concerning that lots of young people in Mandra have to leave when they get to, you know, graduating high school to go off and either study at university or TAFE because there aren't the sorts of job opportunities here. We've been trying to change that and that's a, a big long-term goal. It'll take a decade. But um, this week, the Premier and the member for Mandra, Dave Templeman, announced that Mandra was going to get a brand new world-class hospitality and tourism training school um, built out on the Mandra TAFE campus, the South Metropolitan TAFE campus um, out there. And one of the great things about that is that it means that as we go forward to sort of enhancing our tourism scene and making sure that we've got lots of great pathways for young people, uh, we've also now got this new school that's going to be giving them the skills and the training that they need. And it's going to be world-class. It'll be one of the best in the country by far in terms of what it's going to offer. So big thanks to all the people that are behind it. I know Dave Templeman and others have been pushing for this for a long time, so, so I'm good. very excited. It's going to be wow. great. And the training courses are going to be a lot cheaper, aren't they, so people can afford it? Yeah, half-price fees. And I think in this type of environment where, you know, a lot of people, especially people that are working or or perhaps, you know, looking for careers in that hospitality and tourism type areas, not, you know, not a lot of job opportunities in that space right now. Sure. So to be able to halve the fees means that it makes it accessible for people and the, tra the training is so important as we know you know in anything that you do getting your training behind you is yep. essential and now you can do it for half price at a world-class facility in Mandra, which is great it's a win-win absolutely amazing when will this um, be completed well uh, you know they, they're getting into the detailed design now uh -huh. in terms of the construction but uh you know, once they finish that, it'll get underway and I'm sure it'll be up and running in a relatively short space of time. That is incredible. And also the Pinjarra Senior High School is getting their facility as well, which we talked a little bit about yesterday. That's right, a brand new performing arts centre. Oh. Brilliant for those students out there. Um, and, you know, lots of in Pinjarra, although it's outside of our patch, lots of great stuff happening in the arts scene. But now to be able to, again, provide a facility in a school for kids to be able to love and, and, and learn about the arts is just so important. That's right, because the Murray Music and Drama Club have always been oh, prevalent in Pinjarra. Carol Jew heralds the, yeah, a lot right. of the shows out yep. there. She's fantastic. And she it's is. nice that they've got another option to have like a little 
theatre space. And it's a pretty amazing space. You know, for $10 million bucks, you oh, can get a pretty good theatre. So. State-of-the-art theatre, right? <laughs> sure, so yeah. awesome. In fact, when the Mandra Performing Arts Centre was built in the 90s, that was about $10 million <sighs> then. So it's probably not going to get the same thing now, but it's and still pretty great. And that's a beautiful venue in itself. Sure I've performed many a time on that stage. I love it. Indeed. From training and TAFE to... Well, it just leads so poetically into Clive Palmer. It doesn't really, but... We really want to ask Reese about this. We really want to ask you about what your take is on Clive Palmer and his his will or his want or his wish to... Uh, to lift the hard borders. Well, you know what? I mean, I think, first of all, we should be saying a big thank you to Clive Palmer. Clive Palmer has pulled this state together and unified us in a way that I have never seen. And, you know, we are all unanimously behind saying, Clive Palmer, you're a tool (laughs) and you need to just head back to wherever you came from and don't bother us because we don't have time for you. We're getting on with the job and we don't need you as a little mozzie on our shoulder giving us a hard time. The guy's a nightmare. He's a nightmare. He's a menace. I mean, I've never met him, so you shouldn't pass judgment. But honestly, thanks for pulling us all together, Clive. See you later. Yeah. Well done. Oh, Reese, you're amazing. I love that you said tool. I mean, come on, can it get much better than that for a Friday? Well, Mark McGowan's called him a jerk in a minute, and so now we've got a tool, so we'll just add that to the list. Absolutely, absolutely. Mate, always good to catch Great up to with you. To you guys and too. we'll chat again next week. No worries. Thanks to Spill the Beans Cafe at Seascape. With all the testimonials coming out about Ellen and her toxic work environment, a former producer of the Today Show, Neil Breen, has opened up about his experience with Ellen. Well, when Ellen DeGeneres came to Australia to do her show in 2013, originally she was going to co-host the Today Show, then she was going to do this, then she was going to do that, and the whole thing got watered down to Ellen DeGeneres would do a sit-down interview. The producers called us aside and said, "Okay, this is how it's going to work here this morning. Um, Ellen's going to arrive at, you know, 10.15 and she'll be sitting in this chair here and Richard, you'll be sitting in this chair here. Uh, Neil, no one's to talk to Ellen. So you don't talk to her, you don't approach her, you don't look at her. She'll come in, she'll sit down, she'll talk to Richard, then Ellen will leave. I found the whole thing bizarre. Shock rocker Marilyn Manson has announced his 11th studio album titled We Are Chaos. It's going to be out September the 11th. The album was surprisingly produced by outlaw country artist Shooter Jennings, with the title single being described as heavy yet melodic. Check it out. What do you think of that? Not as heavy as his old stuff. True. But, um, yeah, still not my cup of tea. Rihanna spoke to ET News about her long-awaited upcoming album. I'm always working on music, and when I'm ready to put it out in the way that I feel fit, it's going to come out. And you're not going to be disappointed when it happens. It's, it's going to be worth it. I'm not just going to put it out just because people are waiting. Like, it's taken this long. I'm going to make it worth it. Well, the last time we had an album from Rihanna was in 2016. She's way overdue. Mm. Post Malone has revealed in an interview that he's had some close encounters of the first kind. I was at, in upstate New York, probably 10 p.m. I was looking out the window with my cousin, and it's just a light that just stays there and then just goes off. You can't explain it. And it looked kind of like, it sounds corny, but like a classic like force field. Whenever you think of a force field in a circular shape, and I'm like, how did no one else see this? They might have. But I was there with like four other people, and they saw it too. You ever seen anything that you could describe as a UFO in the sky? Not you? 
I can never decipher between stars and satellites at best, so don't ask me. And Michelle Obama's debut podcast features her husband and former president of the US, Barack Obama. The thing that I worry is that I hear, I think, too many young people who question whether voting, whether politics is worth it. And I think <laughs> you're absolutely right that the danger for this generation is that they become too deeply cynical in government, not understanding that all government is, is us collectively making decisions together. Would you like your hard word? I suppose so. Full of enthusiasm she is. Oh, that's right. Friday's your I don't care day, that's isn't right. it? That's uh, right. Kyphotic. <laughs> well, you've come out of the park swinging, haven't you? Well, I need to get a few back on you. All right, cool. What are my options? Kyphotic. Kyphotic. All righty then. Is it A, a nerve... B, humpbacked, or C, a feeling of absolute hopelessness. Kyphotic, or whatever this guy said. Kyphotic. I'm going to lock in C, a feeling of absolute hopelessness. Final answer? Yep. Uh, <laughs> haven't done that for a good, like, week and a half, I reckon. <laughs> I needed to get that out. You really did. That was building up, wasn't it? Uh, kyphotic is humpbacked. Hmm. If you're the hunchback of Notre Dame, you could be described as the... The uh, kyphotic... Bell ringer. Yeah, as a kyphotic bell ringer. Sanctuary. <laughs> oh, she's off again. <laughs> Where did that come from? That's the hunchback, what he says. Okay. Remember, he's ringing the bell and he's calling sanctuary for the gypsy that he's trying to protect from the mean guy in the village. No. No, okay, well. Anyway. Now you can have Gunners and Ali anytime, day or night. Podcasts at 917thewave.com.au.